The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. The intentional foul back for this week. Thank you for downloading or subscribing or just in general listening. We do appreciate it. Josh and Dan set to talk about all manner of things. We've got some NFL to deal with, Bucks basketball, some college hoops, Brewers in the news. Yeah, big time. Yep, yep. Some good. Well, it should be. It should be all, all good, good, but it's it's 2019, and people are stupid. Invariably means people are mad about something and willing to share their negative opinions, attack people, and just generally say dumb things. Right? Pretty, pretty much. Is that, that all pretty we can do? Okay. much. That wraps up the show for today. Thank you. Because yeah. we're going to say dumb things here in a minute. Right, At least I'm, I'm sure I will. Plan on it. No, no shortage it's of in those. my notes. Yeah, <laughs> say it's right at the top in bold and underlined. Say dumb things. <laughs> All right, um, we got the Super Bowl. I guess I don't really, I don't really care. What? I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't. How is that? The same guy that watches Akron versus Montana State on a Tuesday I, yes, doesn't would, care no, about the Super Bowl. I, now that makes sense. I think I would have the same level of interest in the Idaho Potato Bowl as I do in the Super Bowl, and it has nothing. To, it has nothing to do with even football. It's just football to watch a game that really doesn't mean anything. I would watch the Super Bowl, okay, because it's the last NFL game that I'm gonna get to get, gonna get to see for you know six to seven months. And there's commercials that people pay an obscene amount of money for, and I want to see how creative they are. Otherwise, the game just doesn't matter to me. I don't I don't care who wins. There's no real storylines I'm interested in. I'm happy for the Rams. Why? The Patriots, because it's something new. I don't care that the Patriots are there anymore. I don't care about the greatest of all time arguments with Brady and Belichick. I'm tired of that movie. I've seen that movie. It's a movie I don't want to rewatch a hundred times like I usually do with everything. I just don't like the movie. I'm hmm. done with it. I want to move on. So if it was Chief Saints, you'd be excited? I wouldn't be excited, but I'd be more interested. Hmm. Nothing is really exciting for me as, as a Super Bowl is anymore, unless probably the Packers well, or the Bears. The, yeah, unless the poop and pee are in there, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I okay, fine, great. So football season's going to end. That sucks. I'll watch. That's great, actually. Okay. What? The football season's yes. ending? Yeah. Tired of it? Uh, yeah, it's, this, just, this it's is the time to move on. Negativity that I've heard. Well, you're in, into full-fledged basketball yeah, mode man. right now. Yeah, it's basketball is, is starting to get good. The baseball season's going to start ramping up, and, yep. and it's gonna. I'm going to start golfing. The, the last thing I care about is football. some oblong ball that these dumb shit... <laughs> People can't even figure out the goddamn rules to, and they wow. have to screw up everything that they touch. So look at you, you know, coming out with flame throwing. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Let's right. start with the AFC. Go ahead. Um, okay. Well, there. Pretty, look pretty, at that. I didn't even look at the pre-show notes, and I—that's the first thing I yeah, see. Well, pretty. It was a, a pretty entertaining game. Um, I don't know how much you got. To I didn't see. get a chance to see much of the AFC. I watched a little bit of the NFC. Um, you know, pretty pretty good game back and forth. You know, Patriots jumped on them early. And, uh, you know, went in a half, 14 nothing, and, uh, you know, Chiefs went in, made a few adjustments, woke up, and, you know, ended up scoring, uh, I don't know, 31 points in the second half. What was that stat that you told me on road games in yeah, AFC was, Championships was a, or something I, like that? I misheard that. It, oh, okay. It was originally, it was 0-3, right. I said Brady was. He was 0-3 in his last three. Oh, so, okay. Well. Um, but yeah, you know, you watch the game, and there's you know a little bit of controversy in this game, um, not nearly as much as the NFC game, which we'll get to. But no. um, you know, it, it, these these NFL games, for whatever reason, they tend to just 
once you get into like the late third quarter, they just seem to drag. Yeah. yeah. Because every play becomes dissected like it's the Zapruder film. <laughs> and we have to look at 47 angles yeah. and you have to get all these. You have to bring in, you know, it's not good enough that we have Romo and Nance in the booth. We got to bring in some retired insurance salesman who was once upon a time a referee to get his quote unquote <laughs> expert chief. opinion yeah. on whatever. Because now it is. they're part of the broadcast yeah. teams. Yeah, because that's that's what we need. We need more analysis. You know, just just some normal, just some things to take away from the game. Um, you know, I obviously the you know the Brady is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Blah 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 blah. I think that conversation is over. I think so. Um, and and that's fine. That's great. I I think the the conversation, if if anybody cares to have it, now is is he the greatest football player of all time? And in the conversation, it always kind of been like Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Payton. Jerry Rice. Yeah. It was kind of like those three guys, just as all around great players, could kind of do anything you asked them to do. Um, were winners. Were on good teams for the most part. You know. <sighs> It's hard for me to say because I'm a Montana and Montana always well, that's our wheelhouse, right? Because when you're growing up, those are the those that's the yeah. idolization and, there, and the game has changed that you can't you can't put one against the other because the game was different. It's hard to argue though that Tom Brady is not the greatest football player of all time. I mean, just because of the longevity, um, you know, the different styles of play they've gone through, and he just for whatever reason. You know, it didn't happen last year in the Super Bowl, but it just seems like more often than not they pull these games out, and he is at the forefront, and they're they're scoring these late touchdowns, be it in regulation or overtime, and they just find a way to win. And I, you know, I know I you know it's football; it's not a one man sport. You got Belichick, and you got defense, and all that other stuff, but Brady's been the constant. That's what I mean. The supporting cast to me is what. Is what sets him up front. Yeah, I mean easily because the success that he's had with the different guys around him, people in, people out, the way he uses his running backs. I mean, you know, James White broke a what did he break a playoff record or a regular season record for the number of catches mm-hmm. he had? I mean that. I mean, just the fact that he gets the most out of all these different guys, and on any other team, they're just guys. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> It's it's not accurate to say that he's never played with great players. No, because he's had a Randy Moss. He's, he's had a Gronkowski, he's had a Gronkowski yep, yep. and he had Hall of Famers on the other side of the ball when That's he was fine. young. Yeah, and obviously Belichick. But, but you're right. He doesn't Most have of one in every guys, position all the right, time. You know, you're you're talking about you know James White and Sony Michelle are your backs. Uh, I don't even know who their second tight end is, other than Edelman and Hogan. Who the hell are their receivers? <laughs> Josh Gordon couldn't hack it. Nope. Now your your their third guy is is Dorsett, who the Colts couldn't wait to get rid of. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. Uh, it pisses you off when you're not a patriot because none of us are Patriot fans. Let's face it. Um, it pisses you off to watch it, and like you said, you don't want to watch the movie anymore because they keep winning all the time, and it pisses you off. And even in this game, you're you know I'm I'm sitting here watching the fourth quarter, and every single replay or weird thing that happened, it just seems like oh well, it goes their way. But you know when you break it down, they have the Edelman muffs the punt. Chiefs pick it up, running in for a touchdown. Okay, so everybody's losing their mind. Okay, well, all right, well, slow down to muff punt can advance the punt. So it's not a touchdown. It's just going to be Chiefs ball on the 20 or whatever it was. Oh, well, oh, wait, hold, well, hold up. <laughs> Edelman says it didn't touch him. Got to throw the challenge flag. So now we go to the challenge flag, and you look at it from every freaking angle possible, and somehow it actually didn't touch him. I don't know how it didn't, but it didn't. It really didn't. So it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? They get that one. Next play is a pass to Edelman. He goes to the ground. Ball's kind of moving. Got to challenge it. Go to the replay. You look at it again at 48 angles. Son of a bitch. He caught it. (laughs) 
Couple plays later, throw to Hogan, goes to the ground. Same thing. That son of a bitch. He caught it. How does this keep who why are these five foot yeah. nine white dudes uh-huh. just flying all over the place, digging balls out of the dirt? How is this happening? I, but it keeps happening. It's the Patriots way. You know, and it's like uh-huh. uh, it, 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 you know, do, does do they have a horseshoe up their ass? <laughs> Is the NFL is are the referees giving them calls? No, it's it, it, really they're not. They're not. Somebody put a quarter in you today. I it's like crazy. This. It's, no, it's good. I like it. So All you right. know, it was it was a, it was a fun game to watch. It was a great performance in the second half for Mahomes, and I think he he really proved it. At least he proved to me that you know he's the real deal. Um, you know they're gonna have to. The Chiefs are gonna have to do some stuff. They got to get better defensively. They fired their D coordinator um, yeah, today. They got yesterday. they got to get another. They they need another weapon opposite Tyreek Hill because Belichick completely took him out of the game. Um, so they got a little. They got some stuff they got to figure out on their end. But but Mahomes is the real deal, and uh, it's kind of kind of one thing that is kind of cool is um, it is a little bit full circle for Brady Belichick and the Patriots. This you know going into the Super Bowl to play the Rams again. That's who they played in their first one. When the the first time they cheated, um, <laughs> when when they decided that they could you know tape people's practices right. and sync them that, up right. to the play calls yeah. out of sidelines and things of that nature, but um, that's kind of come full circle. The thing that's interesting coming out of that game is everybody being up in arms about the overtime rules. So just so if for anybody who didn't see it, the Patriots win the coin flip, they get the ball, they march down the field, they score a touchdown, game okay, over, game's over. Well, what do you about have the Chiefs? do you have a problem with? The yes. way overtime is structured? Yes. W- w- why? Think, what What do you not like? I think you should give an ample opportunity like you have given in the game, the regular... So you never liked it? Then. No. Uh-uh. You I didn't ha- like it when... You didn't like it in 1994. I hated the sudden okay, death because gotcha. because if you had a good, a decent kickoff return, you could throw one long pass, and if you had a good field goal kicker... Well, that you, was the thing. You, yeah, back you, in the day. You kicked a 45, 50-yard right. field goal, and the game was over, and that's it. And the, I mean, that, that could last maybe 20 seconds. Right. You know? Uh, but I think, to me, and I'm sure there's a way to modify it because I have watched a lot of high school football, and they have since adopted the college-ish type rules of each team gets the ball and I I don't even remember where the ball is on and in the high school level anymore cuz we rarely see overtime games um but it's much like college where one team start you know the coin toss you choose offense or defense and then the other team gets to choose the field I like that because you get an opportunity to score the football you get an opportunity to stop the football you need to do both things you don't get an opportunity to do both things now I've heard arguments uh, for and against that way, um, and the major one, and then this is from NFL players of people that I listen to. It's that they've had an opportunity all game to make stops and not send it to overtime. You don't get any favors in overtime. But to me, there's too much of an element of chance relying on a coin flip. I hate that argument, though. Okay. The the uh, you had a chance yeah. all game because well, if that's the case, then why do I get? Why do you refresh my timeouts? Good. I like that because basically, when you get to overtime, the game starts, starts over. over. Correct. So if that's the case, why why are we going for why are we restarting the clock? But if the game really why am starts I getting over, timeouts? then why is it over after one team scores a touchdown right away? Right. That then it then it really doesn't start over because that's different than what it is during regulation. So so what is your? I don't have if, a solution. If you're the if you're Goodell and you can, you know. Uh, arbitrarily yep. change the rule. What what would you do? I'd probably mimic a lot of the college stuff. Although I'd probably move it back from the twenty five yard line. As prolific as offenses are right now, and as bad as defenses are, it would seem to me to be a little bit too easy if you put it at the twenty five because that's a chip shot field goal. That's an extra point basically now from where they are in the NFL um, for a field goal. But I'd give both teams the opportunity. I like the you have to score and or stop the other team. But maybe you move it back to the thirty five yard line. The 40-yard line. So if you can't get a first down, now your field goal's looking a little bit sketchy if you got a bad kicker. It's not just a given. Because in college, you know if you start at the 25 and you gain even three, four, five yards in three plays, your kicker is likely making the field goal. Right. You you can't have that at the NFL level. But I like 
I don't like an element of chance in there as far as a coin flip. Now, there's an element of chance that happens in the game with tip passes and all kinds of stuff, and that's in the body of the game itself. And that's fine because that's not something you can control. I don't like the fact that it's left up to a coin flip and somebody calling heads or tails. I did hear a decent uh, argument. I think I was listening to Steve Zabin's podcast. Um, But again, I don't like the fact that it's not giving either team an opportunity. The home team gets the ball. Home field advantage. Automatically, your advantage because it's your home field. You did more to deserve the right to host, therefore, you get the advantage. Yeah, I, I I don't mind that if you're gonna play it that way. I would just rather have both teams get an equal opportunity. I guess my my counter to that would be, well, yeah, you did all those things, so you should have won in regulation. Well, um, I I think I would. I'm do not a it. big believer in that. I just yeah. it's just one yeah. thing I heard this morning. I would do one of two things. I would, um, instead of the first touchdown to score wins, I would run it the college way where you both get the ball. Mm-hmm. But it's regular football, so I'm kicking off. Oh, okay. You're you so have you to go all the way down the field. You wouldn't play no, at the end of a stadium no. at a certain yard nope. line or anything like that. Nope. Because I don't. I want it to be regular football where punts are still involved, punt returns. You could run a punt back, all that kind of stuff. But I think if you know, okay. if, if the Patriots get the ball, mm-hmm. you have to kick to them. Let's say they go three and out. They kick to the to uh, the Chiefs. If the Chiefs score a touchdown, the game's over. Not a field goal. No. I would get I would eliminate field goals in overtime. You have to score a touchdown. Especially and here's my other thing. I don't believe that the rules for overtime should be the same during the regular season. They in, in playoffs as they are in the regular season. Okay. Because in the regular season, you're okay with a tie. It changes. So you're talking Stanley strategy. Cup, like hundred percent. You you, you keep is, going until somebody. Yes. No matter if you're walking yep. dead out there. Yep. Okay. If 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 you do it my way and you put 15 minutes on the clock and you kick the ball off and you play it like a regular football team, I would play it until somebody doesn't score a touchdown. So if New England runs down and scores a touchdown, great. Now it's the Chiefs ball. They run down and score a touchdown. Okay. Patriots ball. They don't score a touchdown. Oh, okay. Well, now if the Chiefs score a touchdown, the game's over. But if the Chiefs don't score a touchdown, you keep going. going. I don't want to. I don't look. I don't care about CTE. <laughs> People see could see you set up for the way you're going to say. I don't care. Okay. I don't care about dudes' head injuries. That's not my problem. This is a billion dollar game. Finish the game. They're out there. You have 53 people on your roster. If your wide receiver gets concussed, that's why you got four more sitting on the bench freezing their ass off. Put them in the game. <laughs> Sorry. You wow, know. I like it. This is this is big boy stuff here. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, I'm I'm fine with that. Obviously, more logistics would have to be worked out. Um, that seems very complicated on the surface, but it sound, I think it, it's probably a lot it just get just, rid of field goals. Just either get rid of field goals, you have to score a touchdown, or just play it out until somebody gets stopped. Okay. You know? All right. I like it. La- like- last thing I got for this, uh, the AFC game, Tony, Tony Romo. Romo, he's a gem. I don't disagree. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been on board with this, and I, I didn't understand the people that... that Again, you have the the folks out there who just are looking for something to complain about. To me, he's a better version of John Madden. He gets a little squirrely. He does. He, he does, and he gets a little excited, Jim, and he does that kind of stuff. But, but I tell you what, I it's like a the, lot better than some of these drones. That's right. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to hear the. If you don't like Aikman and Buck, because they just talk like right. this all the time. Yes. Give me some passion. Give you me know. some fire. But and I also love the fact that he's so out so n- recently fresh off the game. That helps. Because that helps. You, you get a lot of these guys that are that are announcers that are from, you know, a decade ago and they haven't played for a long time and the game has changed and they have all these opinions about how it should be mm-hmm. and how it was great back then. <laughs> we know how that, that goes calling our games. You know? But you know, so it's nice to see somebody who knows the game as it has been and is recently. Yeah. And the fact that he just, to me, I learn things. No question. And it's nice to learn things because some of the time these guys get so wrapped up in trying to explain stuff. You're like, what the hell is he and talking it's, about? And when and the stuff that 
you can learn from him. It's not this in the weeds. No. You know, you got to be a football nerd to comprehend. He'll right. be like, if Gronk goes in motion, they're going to run a counter to the left. Yep. If you see 87 run behind the line, you go, oh, well, let's see if he's right. Boom. And and he's right. And more. he's right a lot of the time. Yes, he is. You know, and I like that. And to me, that's not tipping the I mean, hand. The, I just like the fact that somebody else can pick this up. Where it's like maybe this game isn't as complicated as we think. The last play of the game was great. Brady went to the line and he audibled. And as soon as he audibled, Romo knew what they were going to do. He goes up. Oh, Brady just audibled. He did a check with me. He's going to audible. So and so is going to go in motion. Look for the counter to Michelle on the right side of the line. Boom. And it was like, I like that. Wow, that's right. pretty cool. I like it. You know, I mean, if you're, if I'm you're a fan. truly listening to the game and you want to learn about the game, that's exactly what an announcer should be doing yes. is explaining to you why they did it, what they're doing, mm-hmm. but in layman's terms. So our mothers could understand right. it. You know, no, I'm, 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 I, it's pretty fun I, to listen to. Yes. And I, I think they, they are probably the best team. Yeah. That I would want to listen to. I think call he a kind of. Game. I think he's kind of invigorated Nance a little bit too. Well, Nance lot. seems to have a little a, more hitch fun. In his giddy up now. Yeah, you uh-huh. know. I mean, him and Phil Sims were fine. Yeah, but they had worked together for a long Sims time. Isn't, isn't the energetic dude no. that Rome? I mean, he probably knows just as much. But there's another one who's been out of the right. game, hadn't played since the '90s. Right. Yeah. So, all right, the NFC Championship. Um, uh, it completely overshadowed. Anything resembling football by the bumbling uh, officiating. So did you see this part? I did. Okay. Um, I, I've I, heard people say it's the worst call of all time. That's tough to say. I mean, you know, maybe you've in got the, you've in, got in the Don, situation. You've got well, Don Denkinger in Game Six of the '85 World Series blowing a call. You got the Jim Joyce calling oh, the guy safe yeah. on the no hitter. Yep. You've got the 72 Olympics where the referees screw the Americans in the, in the basketball. So there's weird stuff. I think it's the worst no call ever. I think that's fair. Where they just stood there. Just watch. Inexplicably, yep. they just stood there. Like, what are you looking at? You, you looking at somebody eating a hot dog in the front row? You just didn't see anything? I mean, what are you watching? I mean, you could have called pass interference. You could have called helmet to helmet. You could have called. Um, Wasn't targeting. Know, face guarding. Right. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. The guy never even turned around and looked no. at the ball and just s- said as much guy. in the press conference. And uh, who was doing the game? Uh, oh, Aikman. He's like, all he had to do was turn around and it was an interception because it wasn't a great throw. Um, I don't know, man. It's. I just. The, what I knew would come out of this and what's happening is the call for more replay and they've talked about in the competition committee apparently the last couple of years about reviewing judgment calls and as much as you and I have talked about how replay just drags things out and I think people are getting tired of it as well because you see you've seen in the playoffs a lot more of it things Mm -hmm. have gotten really out of control in that you know it's like you you said during the regular season I want to spend my three, three and a half hours watching my game and be done. It's turning into Big 12 football, right. only not with the 40 to 50 some points being scored per team right? because they're lasting four hours, four and a half, because they keep reviewing everything. So you're you're uh, you're against reviewing that stuff? No, I, I, I'm, I think there's too much in it already. I, I don't know what you cut out because I, I believe in the spirit of the game, you want to get things right. But sooner or later, you got to be like, what? Co- what's this costing us? I would take, I would take a page from the NBA. Um, number one, again, I would say that I don't think that the rules in the playoffs should be the same as the regular season when it comes okay. to the replay. All right. Um, in the NBA, in the last two minutes, you can go to the replay to check uh, out of bounds. So if it, if you and I are fighting for the ball and it goes off my hand, but they give me the ball, right? They can go look at say, it. One of you, not me. Right. They right. can go look okay. at it under two minutes, and right. they can change that. That's what I would do with pass interference late in the game. I would maybe it's two minutes, maybe it's four minutes, whatever. I don't think you should be able to review that in the first quarter. 
I just fair. I just think that then yeah it it. it it bogs the game down. Seriously, I mean, you would have to put some kind of a limit on it where, like, you can only challenge that kind of a call one time. So, you know, you don't do it in the first quarter. You try to save it, but then you might try to save it, and then you like, kick yourself because you didn't use it in the second quarter. Joe Philbin and, burning his two replays yeah. within the first forty-five seconds. That that gets a that gets to be a little much. I would I would be all in favor of you know what. Last last six minutes of a game, last half of the last quarter, whatever you want to do, um, that is a reviewable play. Okay. You're going to review scores. You're going to review turnovers, allegedly. Um, I think <laughs> that's a play that, you know, be, because and the reason why I think it is is because that play more than any other penalty in the game can give you, can be such a huge chunk of yardage, um, you know, that could be a 60-yard play. I don't think you should have a 60-yard play be a judgment call at the end of a game in a championship situation. I just think there's there's too much on the line. There's too much money. Um, I, I just don't, I don't like that it boils down to that because, as we've talked about before, these referees are just not good enough. No. And why, why has there been a downtick in officiating lately? I don't know. I mean, it seems like part of me thinks there's too many rules. I don't watch enough NBA. Is it the same there? It's no different than it's ever been. I don't think, and I don't watch enough college basketball to know. Um, well, all they do in college basketball is call block charges. That's all they do. <laughs> Referees love to call the charge at home. They just because the student section roars Go, and they they ballistic. get excited. Yeah, okay. But no, other than I don't know, foot, like what I don't remember having all of this kind of uh, drama. When we were kids, for like individual plays or individual games, I just maybe I'm missing something. Okay. I mean, the only one that I could really think of was remember in uh, I think it was '89 when when the Packers beat the Bears and Mikowski like threw the ball at the line of scrimmage and the, they called him for being over, over the, the line, line. And then it was the old it was the old version of instant replay and they overturned it and the Packers beat the Bears for the first time in a decade. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't ever remember this. No, not really, but... I don't know if it's the rules. Is there too much replay? Technology now. Well, we have this, and we're able to do it, so let's take advantage of it. But it seems like they screw it up all the time. I'm not arguing that at all. Like, you have all this technology, but yet somehow they still have the fail, Mary. still can mess it up. Right. You have all this technology, but yet somehow you have a play like this gets allowed the other day. The the play that nobody's talking about also in this game it was in overtime when blood or uh, when Breeze threw the interception his arm got hit the wide receiver got tackled <laughs> on the play they didn't call pass interference right they tried to say that the ball well, was tipped. the ball was tipped but, but it was but, not but it tipped it was his arm were were the people in New York or were these other referees, why are they not huddling up and talking co- about this? It's coffee. the NFC Championship. I game. know. Right. You should have all hands on deck. I mean, if ever yeah. your integrity as a league is in question, it's <sighs> in a situation like this. Really? You think they care? Well, look, I got, I wrote some stuff down okay, here. Okay, go ahead. Blowing that call, it's, it's a history legacy changing call or non-call. I mean, you take... A guy like Drew Brees, who would have been able to go to his second Super Bowl to face Tom Brady, mm-hmm. who's the greatest quarterback of all time. You've got two 40-year-old quarterbacks that could be in the Super Bowl, and Brees has an opportunity to win his second Super Bowl, which puts him in pretty elite company. Same thing with Sean Payton going there. Um, him having an opportunity to win his second Super Bowl puts him in pretty elite company. Now, talk about the financial implications of this. You've got... Players that have bonuses, coaches that have bonuses, Uh, franchises, the amount of merchandise that they get to sell, the amount of merchandise that is sold in cities, businesses that profit off of this, the gambling aspect of all of this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know how the NFL can, can let this slide. And then if you're a Saints fan, this is already a franchise that the NFL Basically, kind of tried to give the death penalty to about what seven eight years ago with the bounty gate thing. Yes, 
I mean, they took draft. The they, they suspended the coach yep. for a year. They took draft picks. picks away, yep. They suspended some of their star players on defense. They kind of wrecked that team for about four or five years. And now, if you're a Saints fan, I don't know how you get over this. I don't know how you look at this league and go, "Yeah, it's fair. It's fair league." <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, could you imagine if this was the Packers and that kind of so- something like that had happened? It, I don't. People would lose their minds. I don't but know you, that they would go as far as some of the people in New Orleans are doing, where they're, they've got lawyers trying to sue the league. I, and I saw that. Get or, the play overturned. Yeah. It's like it, it ain't getting overturned. It's over. Well, the, and that's great that you bring all that up. The bottom line to me on how powerful and addictive the league is, none of this will really change for the fans going forward. I don't think. Maybe it'll take a year. Before them to like go back, I'm not going to a game anymore. This is crap. It'll suck them back in. Well, you know what I think it is. Honestly, I think I was. I thought about this today. I think people love football. Yes, in this country, I think that's very, very proven. I'm not sure they love the NFL, and and I think and what I mean by that is, I don't know that they love the league. They love that there's football on Sunday. They love that. Their teams, uh, you know, they can wear their team's gear, and there's playoffs, and there's Super Bowl. But it's I'm like, not sure they love the league. It's like this, you know what I'm saying? There's, it's great that there's Badger basketball, and we can go to Camp Randall, and we can go to the Cole Center, and that's sure. That's think, great. We hate the NCAA. Hundred percent. It's the same kind of thing. It's like you know, I I understand when I buy an Erlacher jersey that part of that money is going to the NFL. Yes. A I get that, it, yeah. but I I can't care about that no. because I want the jersey. Correct. I I just think that, and it'll be interesting when some of these other football leagues, like the XFL yep. and the other one that you mentioned last week, I think it starts on the ninth. Do people watch it and care about it because it's football, football. Well, or do they poo poo it because it's not the not NFL. the NFL? Well. We're going to find out. We're going to find really out really quick because the XFL tried to do that. And granted, that was more of a. That was pretty gimmicky. More of a it, clown show. Yeah. Um, but it lasted a year and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, the people seem to now. I think they've learned a lesson from that in all these football leagues because the XFL is going to come back in another year. This AAF or whatever it is starts in a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. They seem to have taken a more serious approach. They've hired credible people. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get better players. They're not going to be the gimmicky type stuff. I think they just know that people want more football. I mean, if you take a look at, what did I see? The the 50 highest rated cable broadcasts or something like that, and 47 of them are from the NFL. That's ridiculous. Right. That shows you the power of professional football. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't blame anybody for that. Will there be enough of a following or people like you? We're ready for baseball. It's middle of basketball season, hockey all-star break for the niche audiences and whatever. There's a lot of different options. I've watched football for five months. I'm good. Sure. Yep. I'll be curious to see. Or I don't know who these guys are. They suck. I'm not affiliated with any of the teams. I'm not willing to invest money, time, give up, you know, whatever. I've already committed all my weekends and Monday nights and Thursday nights, whatever. I need a break. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there is such a thing as too much, but I think the product also needs to be taken into account as well. I can tell you with 100% certainty that I won't watch it. I know it. you won't. And, and, and I'm not because like I'm anti it and I'm trying to intentionally avoid it. It's just there's other crap that's going to be on. I'm not going to know what nights they're. I'm going to forget. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm going to watch it out of curiosity only, sure. and just because it's football, I want to see who the guys are. I want to see what the teams are. I want to see what the uniforms look like. I want to see what kind of offenses they run and defenses, and and just how much you know, like regular weekend NFL games, they are. And maybe they're not going to be at all. Maybe that'll be good. Maybe it'll be bad. Yeah, I don't know. So. All right, well, right. just to tie so, yep. up the rest of the Final game. Final notes on that. Um, I think this is the end of the Breeze era in New Orleans. He's I know coming he's coming back next year. Yeah, but I think that team's done. Completion percentage, passer rating, you led the league in both of them, or you just think the team is... I, I, I just think that right. team... I think after... I mean, not only did they have this happen, but you had the play last year in Minnesota. Mm. I mean, I can't think of two more gut-wrenching plays to end <laughs> your season on. Yeah. And... Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time believing this okay. team wins 13 games, gets home field in the playoffs, and all of these things happen for them next year that happened for them you know, okay. this year. That's, That's pretty fine. tough. Um, as far as the Rams go, you got to give them credit. They hung around. Yep. Goff was pretty good. He wasn't great, but he was pretty good. Um, how about them kicks by Zerline? Greg, Greg the leg. Wouldn't it be nice 57 to have, yarder to go to the Super Bowl? Would you like to have Greg Zerline Ooh. on your team? <laughs> I mean, I'd take Vitaly Pasetsky over oh, good one. Cody Parkey. Yes. John Hall. Good one. Can yes. I get a John Hall I like sighting? It. Yes. Um, Vitaly Pasetsky. What, what the hell happened to Gurley? I don't know. And you you heard after the game, yeah, we we should have we should have run the ball with him more. Well, when in the game? Why didn't you? I mean, I know he was hurt the last couple that was of weeks. Really weird. But he got a he got a decent break. They said he was going to be ready to go. I think he dropped a ball or two early. That's fine, but he's but the best running yeah, back in the I league. Know. I, it's just I don't. You're gonna you're gonna bench yep. him and play play that little Tonka truck, CJ Anderson. <laughs> I guess. Wow. I don't know. Uh, All right. Two weeks till the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. I don't know. All right. Well, All right, we want to move on. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Um, you went to the Bucks game the other day. I did. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, Martin Luther King. That was an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. Um, Mavericks. Dirk didn't get in. No, he didn't play. So no. final time, we kind of pr- we promoted the fact that hey, your last time to see Dirk Nowitzki in Milwaukee at the five serve, uh, you know, in in a game, and he didn't play. But he was in uniform. Yeah, there I was saw him a on little, the bench. There was a little mini put Dirk in chant in the fourth oh, really? quarter. Okay. Uh, but no, no dice. All right. One um, they, they won five in a row. They wrap up a homestand on Friday, and then they got a five game road trip, which has some pretty tough stops coming up. Yeah. Well, they've got uh, eleven games, I believe, until the All Star break. Okay. And uh, I was looking at the schedule today. You know, reasonably they should be about eight and three, nine and two going through there. Right. Um, you know, they got to play Toronto at some point. They got to go to Oklahoma City this weekend. Um. That'll be a very tough game, but you know they're riding pretty good right now. Um, I, they didn't play particularly well on Monday against Dallas. Uh, they started out well, then they kind of you could tell they went into a little bit of a malaise. I don't know if it was you know afternoon game or they just kind of were taking these guys a little for they're granted. They're down at half, right? Yeah. Then yeah. they yeah they had a really bad second quarter. Yeah, that's what that's what Bood said. And uh, but they you know they turned it on late and and won the game and and. As a Buck fan, that's very encouraging because to be able to to do that, mm-hmm. you don't want to make a habit of doing that, oh, obviously, no. but to to have the capability of of turning it on late and, and winning is nice. Um, I really enjoyed watching Luka Doncic in person. I know that's that you've 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 mentioned that multiple times. And yeah, he had his, that game he had his first triple double. He He's yeah. nineteen. He was born the year after I graduated high school. I know, isn't that crazy? Holy crap! Yeah, and he's legit. I mean, he was making some some big time passes and stuff. Um, the only thing I didn't like about him a uh, little bit of a flopper. <laughs> um, kind of understandable. He he is European. And Devin Harris is also on his team, and you know what better master to learn the oh. flop from than the original Bucky Flopper, <laughs> Devin Harris. Um, but yeah, they're kind uh-huh. of Bucks are kind of well. Everybody in the NBA is kind of in the dog days of the season now. You're kind of waiting for the, the All Star break, break yeah. and then they get a week off, uh, and then you get you know you come back with about 28 games left. What I will probably do, speaking of the All Star break, because I don't like the whole festivities. I think. I used to love the dunk contest sure. in the three yeah. point. It's a little I, gimmicky now. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I'm kind of but that was when we were growing up when we had jerseys. Well, the stars or, the stars still competed back then, right. you know. Um and I will probably either I will DVR or I will make it a point to watch the live draft. Yes, that's the best part. I think that will be wildly yes. entertaining. And uh almost guaranteed that Giannis is going to it's going to probably be Giannis and LeBron picking the For, teams. Okay. Um the last the last voting that I saw, Giannis was number one in the East. LeBron was still number one in the right. West. So and does and LeBron has him overall. Yes, in in total votes. Yes. Right. So those two will probably be picking the teams. Um, and the way that works is you can pick anybody. Um, well, the the they vote in starters. Right. The it's a fan. The fans have a portion, and the players and the coaches have their own portion. So the the starters for each conference, those ten guys are automatically in the game. And then the coaches will select the reserves. But for the draft, yes, if Giannis gets the first pick, he can pick any of the other 
Starters. remaining 22 All-Stars just can't pick LeBron. Right. Yes. So I would I would guess, you know, if Middleton or Bledsoe do make it, Giannis will make it a point to probably draft them higher than they should be. Probably. Because he's a naive, nice young guy and wants, reach. His, wants his buck teammate Loyal on his team. Loyal to the, sure. I'll take Bledsoe. Yeah, but you could have uh, James Harden or Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Wow. That, yeah. that, that'd be a tough one. That would be. But, All right. Uh, yeah, still good time. Still, still in first, yep. and uh, you know, hopefully they can kind of keep doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. and hopefully I can get over to a couple more games before the playoffs. Start. Right on. Yeah. Move to the college ranks. Um, Marquette. When were they this high in the poll? Twelfth. I think Buzz's last year. That's a Buzz long Williams's time. last year. Okay. So I don't know. Right. Maybe six, seven years ago. Okay. Something like that. No. Nope. And I and I just read and the Marquette women women's basketball here in Wisconsin is not really mentioned a whole lot, whether it's UW-Green Bay, the Badgers, um, or Marquette. I saw that the Marquette women haven't even lost to the Big East. They're, for the first time in program history, ranked in the top 10. Well, it's weird that they're not mentioned more because we're one of the only states that has two ranked teams all the time right? in, in Green Bay right. and, and Marquette. Right. For some reason, they can't, just cannot can't figure, figure it out, out in Madison. In, you know, I don't get it. No, but. me neither, but... Um, back to the men, they lost that that New Year's Eve game to St. John's or New Year's Day mm-hmm. Eve game or whatever it was, um, and they've rolled off five conference wins since. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they've won by double digits in a lot of them. Yeah, and uh, Sunday, Sunday, uh, pretty impressive fashion against Providence. Did not play well uh, early. Marcus Howard, they really were um, focused on him, mm-hmm. and he really struggled shooting the ball. But, uh, again, Sam Hauser... Stepped up. He had 31 in the previous game against uh, Georgetown when Howard got hurt. I think he had 25 or 26 the other day against Providence. So um, encouraging for Wojo to have you know a, a second option that you right. can rely on, and then that third guy has kind of been a little bit of a rotation. You've you know uh, Joey Hauser, Sakaranem, Sakaranem, yeah. uh, even Theo John. Uh, yeah. You know has had a couple of nice games. So. Um, Good things happening for Marquette. They got a home game tonight against DePaul. DePaul third, which, this is, which they always, they really always struggle with DePaul. And this it's, is the best Blue Demons team in the last few years. Yep. I mean, they're they're in third of the nervous. East right now, three and three. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this one tonight. Um, All right, and then uh, at Xavier, at, at Xavier on Saturday, who they've already beat at home by about sixteen or eighteen. And Xavier so. has taken a back step since Chris Mack left. Yeah, definitely, for sure, so. definitely. All right, uh, to the Badgers, tied for sixth in the Big Ten currently. They handed Michigan their first loss. Uh, Badgers play tonight uh, as well as we record this, and it's a little, I'm not going to even say a little, it's the biggest contrast in styles in the conference. Illinois is the most possessions per game. Wisconsin is the fewest possessions per game. Yeah, And Illinois, five wins, but... They beat the pants off Minnesota at home last week or the week before. I mean, they throttled them by 20-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of those, like, wow, I didn't expect that. So, I don't know. Is this is this kind of a trap game for UW coming off that high against Michigan? Normally, I'd say, yeah, but I just think Illinois stinks. Okay. I mean, I, I would be surprised if this game's within 15 points. Okay. Uh, you know, the just... Because of what you said, the style of play is Illinois is, gonna get over 40, 45 points. Yeah, that's that's the that's the question. I mean, the Badgers are gonna slow that game down to a crawl. And, you know, when you play a team like that that wants to get up and down, you know, if you're Wisconsin, you have a possession, you run thirty four seconds off the clock and make a layup, they throw the ball in, run down and shoot a three with thirty seconds left on the shot clock, you get the ball back and run another thirty <laughs> off. I mean, that is tough yeah. on, on your legs if you're if you're the other team. So um, they had a nice win against Michigan. I kind of expected it. Yeah, you did say something like you know, that. You had a feeling that uh, early morning Saturday game. Yep. Uh, the Badgers have had pretty good success the last few years at home against ranked Ag- teams and against Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that one didn't shock me too All bad. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, very good win. Uh, they and then the Badgers back home this weekend uh, against Northwestern. Uh, Wildcats just beat Indiana. Yeah, in in Evanston. Yeah. Uh, Last night, so. and just uh, just for the bracketology sure. lovers, I, yes. uh, Marquette was a four this week. Oh. Uh, Wisconsin, I saw them as a seven. Okay, so well, at least they would potentially get in, yeah, yeah. and break and hopefully start that new streak over. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move to baseball because I think people more stuff to get wound up about. <laughs> well, and it's I, I, 
it's tough because I think people are looking so forward to this season. I mean, the on-deck event is sold out for the first time ever. The the $60 million renovation down in Maryvale, which is now the Brewers Fields of Phoenix or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty awesome. Ticket sales up for spring training games. So it's like people are trying to get into this season and they don't have to try very hard because it's just a carryover from the previous season. And then you have the Miller Park naming rights thing come and and everybody just, like you said, just loses their minds. Yeah, and I don't I, get it. No, I mean... I I do and I don't. Right. That's kind of where I was going with it. But I, like, I, 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 I was mad for five seconds. I wasn't even mad. And then I was, I was just like, kinda like, oh yeah, business. I, I just kind of went, but why? And then I went, well, I mean, okay. yeah, I got maybe mad was the wrong word. I was like, well, this is stupid. Right. I kind of did I'm the like, same thing. Oh, yeah. Teams are businesses. They're in business to make money. And if this is putting them in a better position to stay competitive, I'm not really in a position to criticize that. And I don't even know if, you know, if the couple million four bucks or five a million helps. dollars a year, yeah. do they take that and put that towards, I don't know, pro, you know, no, uh, major know. league contracts? Right. I have no idea. Their 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 international signing pool money. Yeah, who knows? I have no who, idea. Who, who knows how nope. that gets distributed? It, no. But at the end of the day, it goes to their bottom line as revenue collected. It is. And you know what? The biggest, if you want to call it Miller Park, call it Miller Park. It doesn't matter to me. You're just going. To, it, a lot of people it, just you're going to the Brewers game. Yeah. It doesn't even need. To, yeah, I'm going to Miller Park. I'm going to Amfam Field. We don't even know the name of the stadium. Doesn't it just? Doesn't it just show though? Like. You know, we don't, we're not getting political on this show, so I'm not trying to go there, but it's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like it's 2019 yeah, that's, and that's people are on Twitter yeah, like t- losing their minds. We were talking about this, about this coming in, in to record. So, yeah. the, go go so ahead. I, Cause I saw this tweet too and I just kind of cocked my head and I went, I don't know what Kathy Ireland. Yeah. So who, um, the last time I, I saw was in the Necessary Roughness movie, which Doug Russell from TMJ actually quoted today, and I've never seen that referenced on Twitter ever, but she has said something about, I'm excited about this deal and ready to get going for the Brewers and happy for AmFam or whatever, and I went, what do you have to do with this whole thing? But, But you know what? That's where it stopped. Yeah. I didn't really care after that, but apparently people do care. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's getting her ass torn up. It's it's weird. Like people are like, uh, you know, uh, alleged Brewer fans. Because really, if you're mad about this and you're threatening to like not go to a game, I'm done you're, going to games. You're a moron. Really? I hate yes. to be the I hate to be the guy to tell you, but you're dumb. Um, but people are like going in on her, and obviously, obviously, by the way she's worded some of her tweets, she is in business with American Family, family in some way. Yes. And they did the Brewers and American Family. They did not actually announce what the park is going to be called. Correct. They're 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 waiting for that. If they announced it Sunday at on deck, I would not be surprised. Not at all. Um, if they announced it the first day of spring training, I would not be surprised. But they have not announced it yet. I think somehow she and her business that she is in may be involved in that. Okay. Um, because people were trying to get her to divulge her involvement with American family. And she was kind of basically saying, just wait, you'll see. But there were Brewer fans that were going in on her. Like you're a washed up hag. You're only caring about this because of the money, because you can't get any money for being a bikini model. And it's like, whoa, 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 folks. What are we doing? It's a baseball stadium. They used to call it Minute Maid Park in Houston. I don't know what they call it now, but you know what I call it? Minute Maid Park. <laughs> They had the Sears Tower in Chicago. It ain't called the Sears Tower, but when I drive by it, you Look, know what I go? Oh, Sears Tower. There's a Sears Tower. Doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter. I, people still call it the cell or Comiskey. Yes. Nobody calls it guaranteed rate field. If, if the Packers, if, if Gutekinst and Murphy called the press conference tomorrow and said, we're going to put a thing on the outside of the stadium, and it's now called John Deere Field, because John Deere is going to pay us $10 million a year. Packer fans would freak out because that's what people do now. But at the end of the day, you'd be like, hey, what'd you do on Saturday? Oh, I went and saw the Packers at Lambeau. Nobody would call it John Deere Field. No. It doesn't matter. No. And the one thing that about this whole fiasco wouldn't shock me uh, if somehow 
the Brewers and or American family find a way to incorporate the name Miller Park into something, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, American Family Field. I don't think they'll do this because Miller's not paying, but, you know, American Family Field at Miller Park or uh, American Family Stadium, Miller Park Field, or maybe they have a little corner where they have like a replica Miller Park in the park. Something. Everybody's going to have to change their address or their 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 place of business on Miller Park Way. Right. Is that going to change? They can change the street sign. <laughs> I mean, you it's know, it's not Miller Park anymore. Right. So how do you have a drive a road that lasts that long? I don't know. I don't, but anyway, I mean, talk about things that who gives a shit and no, don't matter. It doesn't. But people but people, people found a love way to complain. To just up and and it, it really has kind of overshadowed the news of the day, which was that David Stearns got an extension. Yeah, well deserved. And he got a promotion. Yeah. And I think that is well deserved. Yep. I think it's right. I think he has done a fabulous job at building this team up and being competitive in the smallest market in baseball. And and part of this for sure has to do with the fact that Atnasio was getting a lot of calls from other teams looking to talk to him. I know for certain the Giants wanted to talk to Stearns to be their director of baseball operations, which is his new title now. Right. And by promoting he him... Gets G, he's still GM. Yes, he's still general manager, but by promoting him, there, there's some... I, I think there's some legal language with how teams have to interact to try to talk to other teams' personnel, where I think that... Um, you ha- either before you had to ask to talk to him and now you now you can't talk to him or something along those lines where basically this lock sterns in he's going to be with the brewers for the very you know for the foreseeable future i'm guessing probably 5 plus year deal they didn't disclose it um but he had been i think he's been here now 4 years sounds right so you know that sounds like about the you know 4 or 5 year okay. deal is probably what he got but um good to know that he's going to be around for sure you know i agree um i think it's nice not only for the fans but obviously for everybody that works under him all the all the personnel people um the scouts um all that kind of stuff to know that okay he's here you know we don't we're not working for an owner who's going to get mad and fire this guy or something stupid um he did that once i don't think he's going to do that again (laughs) so no yeah it's good to have Stearns around uh-huh. Are you going to Brewers on Deck on Sunday? I am not. Okay, this be the first time in a while. Too many people, or that was yeah. I well, yes, and then it also got sold out. Yes, so then that kind of reaffirmed my yeah. It's going to be kind of a gong show over there, and I like that they added Grandall because people yep. were because people were screaming mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as he got so, well, you got to put him there. Why isn't he there? Well, and the so. Brewers have a habit, and this kind of leads me into the next thing. Okay, uh, we I got a text the other day of a rumor that I shared with you. Yep. Um, there's a rumor floating around that uh, Zach Greinke back to the Brewers uh, for some prospects is a possibility. Um, I find that to be very far-fetched just because he's got three years and about $100 million left on his deal. Arizona would have to pick up a sizable chunk of that, and I don't know why they would because their whole reason to get rid of guys like him and Paul Goldschmidt is to slash, slash money. Yeah. Um, but the Brewers have had a habit of the week of on deck making a big splash. Yep. They did it last year with Kane and uh, Yelich. They mm-hmm. did it a couple years ago when they signed the uh, the wonderful Matt Garza. Well, they've already done that. Stearns, maybe. And the naming. And the naming. <laughs> so, yeah. There's just splash. Just from the naming fiasco, uh, they got to go out and spend some money this weekend. Do something. Come right? on, Mark A. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, so, you so never you- know. That may or may not come to fruition, yeah. and you may learn about it heading into Sunday. Yeah, you never know. You, you never okay. know. Okay, all right. Hall of Fame Baseball Writers Association of America, your four guys are Rivera, Halliday, Mucina, and Martinez. Edgar uh, Martinez. Yes. Yep. Um, I like you your, and I have talked about this, I think, briefly. You're not a big Hall of Fame. You don't really care, do you? Not particularly. Um, my My thing is more on the people that don't get in. Like I think Fred McGriff now has moved to the to the veterans right committee or whatever it is right um, and, and I don't have it but I mean that's another one of those guys I collected his baseball card mm-hmm. when I was growing up and everybody else loved the the Fred McGriff you know video pointing his finger at you know whatever the oh, top, yeah. Tom Amansky and oh, yeah. stuff like that Tom so, Amansky that's right? classic yeah. yeah 
Um, but no, this this stuff to me, it's 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 the greatest of all time discussion. Okay, that's great. You're a Hall of Famer. You can pour over statistics. You can you. People have different perspectives of what makes a Hall of Famer. Some people value different stats because this is a very stat-heavy thing, and mm. I'm not I'm not really into that. Um, but people like to pour over it. Um, the Halliday thing, I think, was a slam dunk to me um, just because he's no longer with us. But Rivera, um, first, it's not, you know, uh, it, it doesn't get past me that this is unprecedented. For Mariano Rivera. Yeah, unprecedented and stupid that it's unprecedented well, because it should sure. have happened first ballot 50 times unanimous, before. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, but no, at, at the end of the day, okay, great. Um, to me, I'd be I'd spend more time in a conversation saying why they're not Hall of Famers rather than why they are. Mm-hmm. That's all. I I tend to care um more than I probably should. <laughs> and uh I, I usually I don't really I've, I don't think I've ever really had a problem with anybody that the NFL has ever put in. Um, I've had a lot of problems with basketball and baseballs. Basketball basketball's Hall of Fame, in my opinion, is the worst of the three, just because it's a it's a conglomeration of all basketball. So you it's know, not like, limited to just one entity. It's not an NBA yeah. Hall of Fame right. like it should be. Yep. You know, so you've got you know. Bo Ryan and Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and Wilt Chamberlain, they don't really belong in the same Hall of Fame. Bo Ryan never played professionally, and those guys made their bones in the pros. Um, I would just I just think it would be better and cleaner if those were split, but sure. it is what it is. Okay. Um the baseball one I tend to get a little more riled up about. Um I think and I think it's because we're going right through we're going through guys that we grew up with. So, Rivera, obviously a slam dunk. Um, Halliday, I'm fine with it. Um, Might be a little bit of a heartstring thing. Yeah, but very good pitcher no, in no, both leagues. Not saying not. Um, couple Cy Youngs. But I look at him and I go, ah, Kurt Schilling was better than Roy Halliday. Two, two rings. Now is it? A popularity contest. Yeah, but, yeah, but it shouldn't be. But if right. you're just talking Hall... It's like you said, people have different versions yes. of what a Hall of Famer is. Yep. But if we're just looking on the baseball field, Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling was a better player and had a better career than Roy Halladay. Um, Musina, man, when I looked at his numbers, I was blown away. Um, 270 wins. And he pitched his entire career in the AL East during the era of the loaded Yankees and loaded Red Sox. And now, granted, he later joined the Yankees, but he spent the majority of his career in the Orioles facing those teams mm-hmm. and have 270 wins, and he's got like a 3-5 career ERA. That's really damn good. Okay. Um, Edgar Martinez, eh. How do you feel about a DH? I don't, that, that's Going fine. Going in as a DH? Okay. That's fine. But I just look at it like um, if we're having a draft and I get your five best years, and there, I get one of three guys. I get Don Mattingly, I get Fred McGriff, or I get Edgar Martinez. Martinez is my third pick. Probably, yes. So I don't really get why he's in over those guys. I went back on baseball reference today and just was dinking around, and anybody listening that's curious should do this. Edgar Martinez, before the age of 32, made one all-star team. His 32-year-old year was in 1995. And his numbers shot up. Hmm. Okay, well, what the hell was going on in the late 90s? Hmm. And this guy's just a DH. And his numbers shot up? That That's a little, hmm, okay. Conspicuous? Um, and you've got guys like Fred McGriff, whose numbers never spiked like that, who was just very good for a long time. Yep. You've got a guy like Mattingly, who was an MVP, who's got like nine gold gloves. He's not in the hall. Um, I'm not saying Edgar Martinez shouldn't be in. It's just like if he's in, these other guys need to be in. Um, and then, of course, you've got the Bonds-Clemens uh, debate. You could even throw Sosa-McGuire in there if you want. Yeah, but to me, to me, those guys are on a way lower tier than than guys like Bonds and Clemens. Um, I want him in. I want Pete Rose in. Um, it's a museum. I'm fine it's with that. It's the Hall of Fame. It's yep. not the Hall of Nice People. Um 
I just don't know how you tell the story of baseball without the guy who has the most home runs, the guy who has the most hits, and the guy who has the most Cy Youngs. I'm fine with that. If you need to tell the whole story yeah, with some of put that, put it on their plaque. That's fine. Put but it on their plaque. You need if you to tell want to. the whole story, and sure. even though some of it and is bad for baseball, there's a lot of good for baseball in there. Hundred percent. You know, it, I, I I've never really liked that whole thing. I think what they did, their body of work, is deserving. I don't have a problem with the asterisk and then mm-hmm. the footnote yeah. paragraph or two. Put on there that in 1989, there. Bart Giamatti banned Pete Rose for life from baseball. He can no longer work in the game. Mm-hmm. But you and, know and what? And say why. But you That's know fine. what? He had 4,200 freaking hits. Right. I mean, nobody is even close. I hope that gets solved in his lifetime. I hope so, too. And, I, and same with I, the other two. I really do. You know, Bonds and Clemens, I think, in the next five to ten years will get in. Yeah. Um, because I think that as the old guard ages out, to... I think the younger people will, will care less about that, mm-hmm. um, especially because of some of the things that athletes do now that, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, sure. I, I remember when Terrell Owens slept in a hyperbaric chamber and we all <laughs> right. laughed and thought that That's was right. stupid. Everybody does that stuff yep. now. Those guys got those. Pump, I know NBA players. Yeah, and, they wear those things on their yep. legs and they travel with them. And so you know, world's changed. Stuff, stuff and happens. It, you know, it is what it is. But all I'd right. like to see all that get cleaned up at some point. We don't have a top five, but we did get. Uh, I got some feedback on our top five jerseys from from last week. Oh yeah, from uh, from listener Scott. Uh, he listed off his top five jerseys okay. that he has had. Uh, number five, pinstripe Luke Roy. Okay, which is nice. Sure. Uh, number four is the white Clay Matthews, which I which I had. Toilet paper. Uh, number three is green Aaron Rodgers. Toilet paper. Number two is white Jeff Jenkins. Okay. Well, I'd be curious. I'd be curious which one that was. He should. Because he, they, he, he was tweet around us a picture. Because there's been a few. Jenkins went through three a few logos. Yeah, he went through a few different jerseys. Right. So I'd be okay. I'd be curious All to right. see which one that is. And then finally, his number one, and I didn't realize he was a fan of the team, but I like it just from the Tecmo Super Bowl aspect. Um, and that he was just an absolute monster on defense. A red Derek Thomas Chiefs jersey. Oh, nice, jersey. nice. That's what I th- I was very the, the very late, impressed great with Derek that. Thomas. Right, yeah. I, I was very impressed with that. So God, you could just put you yeah you switch to him and run off the edge. Yeah, no prayer block. It, it, that it was dude. him or Lawrence Taylor, both off both off their edges. Yeah, and they were. I mean, take your pick. Very very good. Absolutely. So thank you to uh, to Scott. For, yeah, and if you get a chance, take a picture of that thing and. and Tweet tweet the show. I'd, okay. lo- I'd love to see which jersey that is. I like it. Yeah, my like dad, it. my dad's, uh, my dad's two favorite brewers of all time are Yount and Lucroy. Or I'm sorry, Yount and Jenkins. So okay, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. All right. So what do you um, what yeah, else we, you got we, to close out here? Don't really have a top five, but on Sunday I I was just kind of sitting around and and playing on the iPad and I came across this list that I copied down and uh, mm-hmm. it has to do with Super Bowl quarterbacks. And um, who's and guys that have played in multiple started in okay. multiple Super Bowls. All right. Um, so I was just kind of looking at the list and seeing you know guys how many they played in and 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 how many uh, what their record is and all that. So just to give you a little bit of the cliff notes. Okay. Only two guys have ever played in more than four. Okay. Take a guess. Uh, I. More than four? More than four Super Bowls. Only two guys. Well, Brady. Yep, that's one. Uh, I should know this. No. Elway. Elway. Ah. Uh, Brady, Brady, this will be his ninth. He had two in a row, and then he... Pro- okay, yep. yep. All right. And uh, yep. Elway played in five. All right. And then you've got Montana Bradshaw, Staubach, Peyton Manning, and Jim Kelly all with four. Um. There are three quarterbacks who have ever started more than two Super Bowls who have never won a Super Bowl. Can you guess those? No, I can't. Jim Kelly, 0 and 4. Uh, I sh- that should be Fran a Tarkenton, 0 and 3. I'm not good at this stuff. All right. Craig Morton start, started a Super Bowl with the Cowboys when he over this started a Super Bowl over Roger Staubach. And people said Tom Landry's the greatest coach of yeah. all time. And also started one against the Cowboys with the Broncos and ended up losing both of those. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. There's only one, two, three, four, five. There's six guys who have started more than two Super Bowls who are undefeated. 
and they're kind of interesting. Um, two of them you are easy, Montana and Bradshaw, okay. both four and zero. Oh. Um, can you guess who's three and zero oh as a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Somebody's hmm. he, he's very prevalent in the game today. No, Troy Aikman, three and zero. Oh. That should yeah yeah okay, Troy Aikman. Yeah. Um, and then you've got three guys at two and zero. Oh, Bart My, Bart Starr. Michael would eat up this list. Okay, Bart Starr. And then these two guys who they're two and zero. Oh, I guess they're Hall of Fame caliber, but not really. Jim Plunkett. Okay. Eli Manning. I was just going to say Eli. Yeah. Because he went to two and he won two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but, you know, then you've got a couple, you know, Staubach two and two, Peyton Manning two and two, um, Big Ben two and one, Bob Greasy two and one, Kurt Warner one and two. All right. And then you get down to the guys that have been there twice, and uh, a lot of them are one and one. Len Dawson, Johnny Unitas, Joe Theismann, Favre. And Russell the Love Muscle Wilson. <laughs> so that's kind of the company that that calls screwing the Saints. It keeps Breeze out, out of, of that, that company. Right. And, you know, you're only talking 21 guys. There's only been 21 quarterbacks of all time that have ever started more than one Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so it's a pretty elite company. Okay. And unfortunately for the Saints... And who that nation, they will not get to uh, add Mr. Breeze to the list. No, so. they will not. He gets to go home and cry to his hot wife. You know, our mutual friend Joe did post some things that Breeze was doing on the field after the game with his kid, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. A- a- as a parent, you know, you just suffered a devastating loss and you're still finding time to kind of suck it up and be out there and play dad he, on they, the same field that they, that happened. They did not show the picture of him on his cell phone uh, calling the hotel that the referees were staying at, telling them that he was going to murder the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably what I would have done. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I yep. would not have I would not have taken that loss taken well, that as well. If, if I was on the same. I mean, the fact that Sean Payton didn't throw the podium like the big show... <laughs> I find that to be a minor miracle. Somebody should yeah, should have done a little WWE script in there. Wow, Whew. this this edition has flown by. Intentional foul for this week. I hope everybody appreciates my my anger. That you were uh, you were kind of fired up for the first half there. Yeah. I liked it. Well, I like it. I was pretty mad on Sunday watching the end of that Saints game. You don't just, have to. I be. didn't have a dog in the fight. I had no money on it or anything like that. Just, I was just pissed off. You don't have to be brother love pissed. Oh God, just to go nuts and run a string of expletives. But it was good. It was good. There's not enough sugar in any cereal to get me <laughs> that wound up. <laughs> Dan in rare form tonight. My name is Josh. Thank you for listening. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. We do appreciate it every week that you tune in. And uh, feel free to tweet, yep. email, Facebook message, whatever, one of us. At Podcast Foul. Yep. At Dan Saunders 104. At Josh Goldberg. No D in there. And uh, yeah, we will add you to the show yeah. somehow, yeah. some way. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We will talk to you soon. Go Bucks. <laughs>